0: Hi there, folks, and welcome to Packaged, the podcast all about subscription services and the brains behind them. Today, we're going to be sitting down and talking with
1: Hello, Charlie, speaking
0: about their subscription service. We hope you enjoy this dive into the origin, vision, and mission of yet another unique and noteworthy business. Hey, Charlie, it's Ryan.
1: Hey, Ryan. Hi, doing?
0: John. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. Sweet. Well, first and foremost, uh, thank you for giving us some of your time to uh, come and join us on Packaged. Uh, really you means bet. a lot. Excited to talk to you a little bit about your subscription service and uh, learn learn a little bit about uh, more about T-Runners.
1: Yeah, you bet. Happy to do it.
0: Awesome. Um, well, we'll waste no time and get sort of right into some questions for you. Um, so before we really jump into the questions about T-Runners, tell us a little bit about you, how old you are, where you're from what your occupation is, those kinds of things. Just let's get to know. Sure.
1: All right. I am 38 uh, and I live in uh, Vancouver, B.C. Um, I have, well, my occupation, I don't know what I would call myself, an entrepreneur, I guess is the the only way to describe it. That's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, I did uh, do an education in computer science uh, about 15 years ago. I think over the last 15 years, I've probably had a job for maybe... I don't know, four or five years and the rest of the time I've just created businesses and basically lived off of those. So awesome. I guess I've been a serial entrepreneur ever since I was in high school and, um, I don't know how to do anything else really, to be honest.
0: Yeah, cool. So how did you get involved <laughs> with that kind of, uh, that kind of entrepreneurial spirit?
1: I really don't know. Uh, it was just something, uh, you know, in high school, I guess I was, um, at some point, it piqued my interest, and in, in, you know, creating creating businesses and creating value for people, and and uh, essentially not having a boss was, I think, what mostly is, is behind the, sort of the drive, my entrepreneurial drive. You could say, like, I, I've always I love working hard, and I just don't really like working hard for someone else on on a certain schedule and sure. getting you know specified you know vacation time and this and that. It was never really for me.
0: Oh, cool, awesome. So. I'm guessing then that T Runners is not the only business that you started. Um, can you give, tell us a little bit just about some of the different kind of experiences you've had starting other businesses? Uh,
1: experiences? Well, <clears throat> I guess yeah. I mean, I've I've founded I don't know how many, um, probably about uh, six to ten of uh, varying degrees. Some of them were uh, you know smaller businesses that I just ran from home, you know, to make some money online kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Some of them were venture back businesses with lots of employees and you know big expectations for growth and that kind of thing. Um, I think um, you know when I started out I, I didn't really know what I was doing and, and, and I, I, I learned a lot in my first few businesses. Um, they were successes to some degree but and I, I did sell one of the earlier ones but um, you know I, I just I've, I've learned so much since, since the very, very beginning and starting, that I think, you know, when, when I first started T Runners, which is only nine months ago, I, I really think feel like I started it very well and, and quite with, with very few potential flaws. Sure. I think a lot of the other businesses that I've ever had, like, I, I used to have a business selling ebooks online. And, um, it worked really well, and you know, it, it was all automated income, and, and it made good money. But there was, you know, a big flaw in relying on uh, Google search results for all your traffic. Sure. Because, you know, it, like many other businesses, that one really got wiped out by their uh, algorithm update in when was it April 2012? What was it okay. called again? I don't know if you remember the name of it. Um, yeah. Maybe since then, I've, I've been involved in a bunch of other startups. that have had. Um, my most recent one before this was a massage on demand startup, uh, which which worked fairly well, but it oh. was it was uh, it needed tons of capital, and we had a hard time raising money. Ah, so yep. that was one of the reasons for that one. Um, I did, and this um, this is not my first uh, subscription box either. I actually was I founded another one in 2012 called Snackbox, which was really how T runners sort of came about okay, sure. five years later. Um yeah maybe you want to hear about that.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's awesome. So like when so you've had a little bit of experience with I guess a couple different subscription services, how either with Snackbox or with T Runners, whichever one um how do you really look at getting things off the ground when it comes to a subscription service?
1: I'm trying to think back to to Snackbox. So when when we started Snackbox, uh it was a uh I worked at another startup called Foodie, and their business was essentially well it is still creating um like they do large scale catering for offices they basically they basically uh make deals with restaurants and and make office meal events much easier than than someone in the office trying to organize it for for the uh company right yeah so essentially they deliver meals to offices and I was brought on to sort of try and um get more uh, revenue from their users. So we tried a whole bunch of of different uh, strategies like doing individual lunch meals. We tried putting fridges in people's offices uh, that were kind of like fresh, healthy vending machines. That didn't work very well. Um, Eventually we were just sort of iterating on ideas and I saw a subscription box for food called Graze out of the UK. And I was really inspired when I saw that. I would actually never heard of a subscription box before I saw that company. And just by looking at their their homepage and their product, I just thought to myself, wow, that, that's really cool. I really like this idea. And we tried to create a subscription box um, called Snackbox, which was part of this company, Foodie, at the time. But after about a month of doing it, um, it looked like you know it was so different from Foodie's core business that um, we decided to split it off into a different company. Gotcha. And so, so I took that product and they, they, they said, okay, you'll be the CEO of this company. We're going to give you some resources. We'll give you some you know, use of our developer, use of our designer, um, and, um, you know, go for it. So, and they, they actually, I think they gave me a $10,000 line of credit to use as well. So that wasn't actually like funding. It was just like, I could use the credit, you know?
2: Gotcha. Sure.
1: And um, let's see, I'm trying to think, um, your question specifically was how did we get that off the ground, right? Yeah. I think as part of that one, we, we kind of had some, you know, Foodie had some social media following and it had a, uh, a pretty good reputation in the startup community in Vancouver. So when we started uh, Snackbox and we, we sort of hyped it a little bit, like well, we got this cool thing coming, this cool um, product coming out of Foodie, we, we actually generated quite a bit of interest sort of piggybacking on Foodie's um clout in within the city. Yeah. And so when we when we launched Snackbox, we had about a hundred people sign up like on day one. And so it was it was a pretty good it was a pretty good way of getting off the ground. Um and I can I can explain a little bit about how we did the same thing with T-Runners. Um, but uh yeah that's that's basically how we got snackbox going. And um we we managed to grow it quite a lot by uh, reaching out to influencers. Yeah. Uh, influencer marketing at the time—I mean, this is back in 2012. It was nothing like it is now. Um, you know, Instagram wasn't—I don't even know if it was around at the time, to be mm-hmm. honest. But it was—it was all bloggers. We were reaching out to bloggers. We were sending them free boxes. We were getting them to review the product, and and um, you know, everyone. We were pretty much just targeting Vancouver, and we did get a lot of subscribers into Snackbox. But um, we sort of learned that running a subscription box in Canada is not very easy, because yeah. shipping is very expensive in Canada, sure. it's way, way worse than the US. And we also learned a lot about, or I, I should say, I learned a lot about the rest of, of um, the model, the subscription model, like um, you know, sourcing your products, um, getting the right uh, margin on your products. Retention is very, very important. We had a problem with retention at Snackbox. So we were, we were growing a lot, we were getting lots of people in, but we were also losing them and we were also not making enough money to support the whole team. So Snackbox eventually, we, we did raise a bunch of money and we spent it all and we had a hard time raising more and we, we couldn't really keep ourselves afloat and we had sort of a soft landing where it was uh, acquired by a US competitor.
0: Gotcha. Sure. So. How is how's that experience compared to T-Runners? Obviously, you said T-Runners only like nine months old. So um, yeah. how has your experience with T-Runners been the same or what's, what's that looking like as far as um, getting that going? Well,
1: yeah, it was very different because when I started Snackbox, it was kind of... Uh, it, I wouldn't say I was forced into it, but it was sort of a product that spun out and, and it had momentum. It already had investors. It had... It was sort of, um, you know, do things really fast and just show growth to the investors and and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And because it was done so quickly, it was really, it was a neat product and it was really cool, but it it was also flawed in a lot of ways. Um, And when I started T-Runners, I took all of my learnings from Snackbox and I said, okay, well, I'm going to like look at every single angle of how this company is going to, um, how it's going to work. Meaning like the cost of every single item that goes into packaging the cost of every single item that well everything that goes into the operations of fulfillment uh like the tea itself the shipping costs uh the printing costs everything right yeah and i i before i probably put about six months of work into it before i actually did any uh anything publicly meaning like you know announcing like getting a domain name or announcing that the product was coming because I actually did this as well with a, a few other ideas. I, I, I really liked the idea of doing a subscription box with chocolate. Because I was looking for um, sort of smaller, lightweight items that were fairly expensive. And there was a big variety and they were hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate was a pretty good idea, but I couldn't really make the numbers work. So I scrapped that after a while. And um, when I started trying it out with tea, which is another thing I really liked, I um, I thought it was a lot better. And so I... I just did I put a ton of work up front into making sure that everything like with T Runners was going to work very well. And I wasn't gonna have a problem with sourcing products. I wasn't gonna have a problem with the margin. Um, I wasn't gonna have a problem with expiration, like with, with uh snack box we had healthy snack foods that they expire, right? Yeah, sure. So we had to get them out the door fast enough. there was, there was all kinds of issues that we never thought of when we started it. So when I started Tea Runners, I really wanted to cover all those bases and make sure everything was going to work. I put a lot of time into that. And then we, um, I also knew that having a really good brand and, and really good uh, packaging and design and everything was, was something that was going to be really important too, because mm-hmm. this product really lives online, right? People see it online, they share it online, and I, I knew like no one's going to really care about looking at a cup of tea, right? Yeah, but the packaging and 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 the way it's all put together and presented, I think, was is very very important. When I, when people first see it, you really want them to have that kind of wow factor,
2: yeah.
1: And um, make you, you want to create something that people are going to want to share and show their friends. So I put a lot of time into and money actually. I I started this with a very small budget, but a big part of that small budget went to design, absolutely, to make to make that that uh, that box and that packaging.
0: Cool. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to actually get into my box that I have, but the package is beautiful. Um, it looks like I'm about to go on an adventure right before, <laughs> before I even <laughs> open the box. It's awesome. Um, you have
1: the November box, I believe, right?
0: I believe so, yes. Right. And so I'm excited to get into that and try it um, actually later today. Um, but So when looking at the idea of, okay, you've done a couple subscription things before, very much of an entrepreneur um, you see the idea of the subscription box, you prepared for it, um, and you chose tea. Obviously, you said you know things like expiration dates, better, you know different kind of lots of things in consideration. Um, but do you have like a personal passion for tea or was this really just sort of like a business move as far as thinking like, okay, this is gonna be the best product source that I can get my hands on that nobody else is really doing?
1: Um, no, I was always interested in tea. I, I think, though, since starting it, uh, another thing that I did too in, in preparation was start collecting tons and tons of samples from award-winning tea companies. So I sort of started scraping through awards lists and contacting the companies and saying, you know, can I get some samples? We're, we're doing a subscription box and so on. Um, and in that process of, I, I really like vastly expanded my knowledge of tea and my my understanding of the of it in general. Like I've always been a tea drinker. I'm always a, I'm a coffee drinker too. I love coffee, but um, I uh, I've learned a lot more since since getting into it.
2: Sure. Which and awesome.
1: I, I really like. I, I really I really think it's a, an amazing um, product. Tea in general. There's there's so many different kinds, and the way it's made is very similar to wine. If you're a if you're a wine drinker and you have any interest in the world of wine and you know how how things are how they're grown and produced and manipulated and, and sure. to create the end product, then tea is, is very similar.
0: So what do you think it is um, about the idea of a subscription service that comes in the mail, you know, monthly, as opposed to just buying things online? Because that's where the market seems to be shifting nowadays. What do you think about a subscription service is so attractive that gets people excited?
1: Well, I think for, there's different reasons to want to subscribe to different kinds of things. I mean, for us, it's uh, it's a discovery element for sure. I mean, you're... With the kind of teas that we ship out, they're probably not... You, you would probably never find any of these teas unless you were really, you know, enthusiastic about it already and and delve deep into the world of tea for your own purposes, right? Mm-hmm. So the curation aspect for us is uh, is definitely one of the appealing factors of, of uh, subscribing to Tea runners uh, Other companies like I subscribe to, a, uh, a t-shirt, subscription service and they just send you basic white t-shirts i just like the convenience of having them replenished every few months yeah Uh, you know it's it's just a convenience thing it saves me from having to go do it It, there's also something quite fun about receiving a package in the mail it's like it's like getting a present it's uh it's it's really fun to just to receive the package open it up check everything out read the little descriptions it's fun I've, I've been subscribed to a bunch of other ones, too, that I think um, after being on for about three or four months, you realize that they're not really all that interesting anymore. Um, I This was a problem I think we had at Snackbox. was We could definitely get people to want to sign up and try it. But after three or four months of it, they didn't really need it. And sure. they didn't really – it was kind of repetitive, I guess you could say. Um I've been subscribed to a few of those uh, man boxes I don't know yeah. <laughs> i don't want I don't want to name it, but it's kind of like yeah. you know fit fit fab fun mm-hmm. for men sure and I always find like you know this thing is you know that's kind of cool I enjoy it but you know after two three months of getting very similar things mm-hmm. and using you know i there's like I don't know five or six items in there and maybe one of them i I end up using I'm like okay the value's not here for me i i I feel like I've Scratched the itch that I had to try this thing, and now yeah. I don't really care anymore. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> uh, I think one thing that makes tea runners great, though, is that we, you know, you drink the tea, it's gone, and then you want you want to drink more. So, yeah, it's it's uh, we we can continually re- replenish your supply with high quality stuff that you would never have found on your own. So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, as long as you're actually drinking the tea, you know, enjoying the the unique flavors, you know, just keep coming. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So what would you say particularly about T-Runners, you know, when you're trying to really sell this to people, what is something that you want people to know about your business or like what makes your business exceptional, whether this is something you guys advertise out in front of people or something that maybe people don't know as much, but that you think it's important for them to know, to really understand sort of your like mission or your, your heart behind the business?
1: I think one thing. I'm not sure if this is directly going to answer your question, but I think one thing that that people really love about it is um, we do have very good customer service and we're very accommodating to people. Meaning, sure. if they sure. if they want to switch teas out for other teas, we don't advertise that we'll do that, but we'll do it. Anyone who contacts us and says you know uh, anything, um, it will pretty much swap out anything they want. We'll we'll rearrange their delivery schedule any way they want. Um and I I think that has been very important actually in sort of um building the brand because a lot of people online talk about how how uh how accommodating we can be.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: I'm not sure if that totally answered your question. No, yeah, I that mean, came to mind while you were asking it. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: no, I mean that's having having the ability to have that good customer service, being able to you know, like you said, be accommodating, um, it's not only, you know, good for building a brand, but for building relationship, building retention with those customers, um, and giving them a product, you know, that they really desire. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's in the first nine months of operating the business, I've found, um, I pay very, very close attention to what the customers think of the product mm-hmm. and especially the people who have been on for a little longer, like the people who've been on for six, nine months now, right? Yeah. Um, because they there's very very common feedback from people they wanted two things they wanted uh, the the number one reason for canceling is always the same thing people always say I love this but I can't drink this tea fast enough and it's piling up so I'm gonna cancel my account and sign up when I'm when I need more tea that was that was that was very common another common thing is that people would like more choice over the tea so we took those two things and said okay well we, we started offering bi monthly and tri monthly delivery schedules, and that has been very very uh, popular. A lot of people have taken up uh, bi monthly deliveries, and the cancellation rate has gone way down since we did that because they want to be involved. They just don't want you know e- e- the cupboards full of tea that they can't get through fast enough.
2: Yeah. No.
1: Um, and the other thing is choice, right? So we've we've started offering. We're going to start offering uh, a choice of boxes come February. Right now, our box contains four quite different kinds of tea. There'll be like a pure black tea, there'll be a flavored tea, maybe a, an herbal tea, and something else like an oolong or a white tea or something different, right? Yeah. But most people have, you know, more specific preferences. Like personally, I really only like pure teas. They're my favorite. Meaning, they're not blended, they're not flavored. They're just pure, straight tea. Sure. And... Um, I would love a box of just pure teas that would make me very happy, right? I don't really like flavored tea that much. So if if I were a customer of Tea Runners, I wouldn't really want too many flavored teas. Mm -hmm. So we're going to offer a bunch of different boxes uh, and allow people to switch between them whenever they want. So if you're happy with, you know, we have an all-black tea box coming out. So you can get that and then you can switch next month to the all-herbal teas or the pure teas box and that kind of thing. So I guess my point is that in the first nine months since we started, I've just been listening very, very closely to what customers want and what they've been asking for, and just continuing, continually improving the customer experience to make it essentially perfect for everybody on an individual basis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And once you have that personal satisfaction, again, like you mentioned, it goes back into retention, keeping those people loyal, and um, that accommodation is huge. Um, Yeah,
1: and and the virality. It's very – people – what people say about your business, I think is absolutely critical. so if they're if they love it and it's you know it's, it's perfect for them on an individual in individual basis. they tell their friends that's what you want right?
0: Yeah, I mean word of mouth works best. so you' you've been learning a lot you know about responding to customers, particularly with t runners um, and I'm sure you know you have a vast amount of knowledge you know with the entrepreneurial uh, spirit that you've that you've uh, forged forward with in your life. What is something that's mm-hmm. been difficult, either with t runners or maybe just with your business experience in general, looking at the idea of running a subscription service, especially from the ground up? You know, taking a business um, from nothing, creating into something, as opposed to coming alongside another business. What's what's been something that's been difficult that has allowed you to learn a lot about how to be successful in this area?
1: Uh, I think most for any company I've been involved with. One thing that is very difficult is managing cash. Um, cash is king, right? if you, you you need to be very careful about how much you're spending, how much you're how, that whole side of it, you have to be very cautious about all that. Sure. If you start running out of money, you can be in big trouble, especially if you have a subscription box business where you have undelivered boxes. like uh, mm-hmm. you know we we have people have paid money to us for the next six months or a year and obviously we have to deliver all those boxes we can't run out of money and owe people (laughs) their boxes that we can't fulfill anymore and i mean that ties into the other thing that's really tough with with t-runners the biggest challenge is operational managing you know getting operational excellence is 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 the challenge because a lot of our teas come from uh, all over the world and they can take three months to arrive i don't know how much i'm going to need in three months so you got to order way ahead of time Um, it's not, it's, I wish we had sort of a just in time ordering service where I can say, okay, I need, you know, X amount of tea for next month and then place my order and it shows up magically. But it, it, it it takes a lot longer than that. And to do all the repackaging and all the timing of all the, the pouches and packaging and printing and all of that, a lot goes into that. That's, um, yeah, it's, it's more difficult now already than I thought it was going to be when I started mm, okay. because I did I did think that I could order the tea a few weeks ahead of when I needed it yeah. and that I could order the right amount and that it would all go out the next box and it would be done yeah. but a lot of time I, I order it and I use half of what I paid for and realize wow now I have all this other tea I can't put it back into the box because we just shipped that mm-hmm. you know people want new stuff all the time so uh, uh, just operations has been has been tough but we've you know we're making better and better inroads at solving all those problems
0: yeah uh so when you're looking at you know running all of this uh do you have like how large is your team with t-runners or i mean is it just you or do you have a small team larger team what does it look like
1: it's really just me who runs the whole thing um i i uh i have a lot of contractors. Like um, I have a designer who works um, when when I need him to. Right, Mm -hmm. this is just does contract work. I have a developer who does contract work. There's no full time employees except me.
2: Sure.
1: Um, I did get a fulfillment center lined up um, right out of the gate, so I never packed a single box for T runners, except when I go down there and work with them a little bit. But um, I knew that was going to be a huge uh, a huge undertaking. And so I didn't want to have any, any part of it. So I built I built all that into the model, which is, again, another learning from Snackbox. Because when we started Snackbox, we were packing all the boxes ourselves in the office. Gotcha. And I realized, you know, okay, how are we going to do 10,000 of these? It's yeah. impossible. So yeah. uh, we need to look at fulfillment. And then when we did, and we're like, okay, now it's, they're going to charge us like four bucks a box to do that. Like, there's no room to pay four bucks a box for that. So <laughs> yeah, that's why when, when I started tea runners i put a lot of work into solving all those problems as oh. many as i possibly could anyway i always knew there were going to be others that i couldn't anticipate but
0: absolutely i mean but good always to have that learning platform and experience um yeah. so you said you know mentioning you, you get a lot of these unique kind of tea flavors and so if i'm asking into questions that are like trade secrets or something you know don't don't tell me because i don't want them out but what does your tea acquisition process look like? How do you obtain your product? You know, what's your method behind searching that out, looking for different um, tea flavors and, you know, giving a good variety, something that's unique and, you know, provides that mystery that you were talking about?
1: Sure. I mean, it's it's no secret, really. I mean, there, there are many, many, many tea suppliers out there. Um, most, even most like uh, mom and pop shops uh, tea stores across the U.S. have a wholesale side, so you can order wholesale from a lot of them. I think we've already outgrown a lot of them, but um, it was very easy in the beginning to, to get, you know, the tea from anybody. The process that we go through essentially is to contact a company that has some sort of reputation for some reason. They've won awards or they're just well-known in the tea industry. Um, and get samples from them. And we'll get anywhere from 10 samples to 100. And then we taste them, which takes <laughs> takes a <laughs> lot of time. And we yeah. drink a lot of tea. I think we even this weekend, I'm planning the calendar for next year. I think we probably tried 50, 60 teas this weekend. Oh, my word. Which, which is... Um, <laughs> a lot of people online, we show them pictures of this and they think it's a lot of fun. And it <laughs> is. But it's also... It's a lot of tea, and you get you start to get a crazy buzz by the end of it. And you just <laughs> sure, stop. So, I'm
2: sure,
1: yeah. Um, essentially, our process is just to yeah find a good company, get all their teas, um, taste them all, rate them. We, we taste them with uh, try to do it with about four or five people at least. Gather everyone's ratings and and essentially only pick the ones that everybody really liked. Yeah, we try to pick things that are a little different. Uh, if we're shipping a mainstream tea for some reason, like an Earl Grey or an English Breakfast, then we like to pick one that has, for it's for some reason quite outstanding from what you would find, you know, at a grocery store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Um, so that's that's essentially the, the process.
0: Awesome. So. Uh... As we sort of look towards wrapping things up just a little bit, what do things look like for the future of your company? I know you said that you're looking to add sort of more customizable um, tea boxes or things like that, but what else, are, what else is in your sights as a company?
1: Um, I think the goal, the, the never-ending goal, will just be to make uh, tea runners perfect for everybody on an individual basis, meaning you know how, the kinds of tea they like on the schedule they want uh, and probably at the price point they want. Uh, you know, we can do, we, we can we can offer varying price points. Right now, we don't. But um, that's another option. Well, one thing I really would like to, an end goal I would like to get to is, it um, was really inspired by Graze. Um, they have, I don't know if you know what the, the Grays box is. It's this very small little box with four snacks in it. And when you create an account with Grays and you log in and, to your account you can essentially go through they have a hundred or so snacks to choose from and you can say to them you know never send me that snack and you know send me this one more often and then they have this they have this giant machine that essentially compiles all the orders yeah because for the amount of uh combinations and, and variations that you can get you'll you soon realize that to do that manually is a massive undertaking but i think eventually i would love tea runners to get to that to to get to that um that goal where Absolutely. where people can say you know i they sign up to tea runners and they say you know i would like to get one pure black tea one blended black tea one herbal and one white tea or something every month yeah and um and we we would be able to do that for them so the never ending pursuit of making it perfect is yeah. <laughs> what what's in store for, for tea runners
0: Hey, well, that's awesome. Um, well, Charlie, thank you so, so much for, again, sharing your time with us, um, letting us be able to put a bit of a face to the name of T-Runners. Um, you bet. Lots of really cool information um, about your story and uh, your your goals for the business. It's been a good time. Um, but thank you very much. We appreciate it.
1: You bet. Thanks a lot for Had fun doing this.
0: All right. You take care, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Ryan from Packaged and I'm here to give you a little bit of a review from the tea that we got from Tea Runners not too long ago. So this is the box that it comes in and it's pretty cool, Uh, it kind of looks like it has a map on it on the other side, Uh, the way that it comes, it looks like a satchel, these things are folded in a different way, but it looks like a little travel bag, so it's kind of cool, you know, traveling from different teas kind of around the world, um, which is something that they're very proud uh, that they can offer. And so in this box, once you open it, you discover a couple different bags of tea um, that changes every month that you get it. Uh, So in this box, the November box, you get Imperial Grade Laoshan Green Tea. You have uh, Pu'er Ginger. I don't know if I'm saying that right. There's a chance I'm not. But uh, we have Kimun Black Tea, and then we have White Pearls, which is the tea that I tried to make earlier. I definitely messed it up, but we're going to try again and see what happens. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, on each bag, it tells you what kind of tea it is, what kind of serving size to do it with, what temperature of water to have it at, and for how you should go about steeping it. Um, and what caffeine level is in each of the teas. So depending on what kind of energy that you're looking for, you can go to your higher caffeine teas if you want. Um, but I wanted to try the White Pearl Tea. There's a little bit of a description about each tea, where they're from, um, and you know what ingredients are in each tea. White Pearl says it's a perfect daytime tea and that it has a soft mouthfeel and cotton candy sweetness. So I tried to make this before, but I'm not very good when it comes to like making uh, tea if it's not like in a teabag or something like that, you know. So uh, it's kind of difficult for me. I'm just not educated in that area. So I tried it a couple days ago and I definitely messed it up. So we're going to try again um, and we'll try it here. But so whether you use a tea bag or a steep or I have a French press that I'm going uh, to use to do this with, Um, So we're going to try the white pearl tea and we will go ahead and work on it right now. So um, I have some water that was hot not too long ago. I'll probably try to reheat it, but I'm going to take out the French press strainer. Um, It says on here that it's one to two teaspoons per eight ounce. So a teaspoon is not really that much. So I'm going to use this um, just estimating what a teaspoon is approximately and so uh, we'll put this in here and I'll get the hot water and we'll pour it in here and we'll see what happens. Okay, so I have the water, and what we're going to do is we're going to pour it in here. It's kind of cool. The leaves on this, they're like little balls, right? They look like little peas floating around, but um, once you actually have them in here in the hot water, uh, they start to, like, unball themselves, and so the first time I looked around, I was super surprised and kind of scared because it's like, oh, there's like the seaweed stuff in my, in my tea, but they sort of start to... Like, you can see them rising up, and they'll start to sort of un- unball themselves. Um, so the directions on this one say for the first steep to be about um, anywhere between two and three minutes. I think I steeped it too many times last time, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to just steep it once, um, see what it can do. It recommends that you steep it many times, but I think I did it for too long. And so, um, yeah, we're just going to let that steep for a couple minutes. Yes, so here it's kind of cool. I don't know if you can see it super well, but we have the different tea leaves sort of starting to float around in there doing their their tea thing, you know. And um, so we're just going to sort of chill um, for maybe one more minute, and then we're going to try this stuff, see if I did it better than last time. Um, so... Again, uh, these are different kinds of teas. What's cool with these is that they're teas that <clears throat> aren't common. You know, it's not just like green tea, black tea. I mean, yes, there is green tea and there is black tea and white tea, but there's just different kinds of tea. Um, some of them have a lot of different cool cool blends in it, like uh, this one that I've actually never heard of before, the Pu'er ginger tea. Um, it has a lot of cool different I- ingredients. It has orange, zesty orange peel, lemongrass, um, ginger, so it's kind of kind of cool stuff. So it's a, like a more of a citrusy kind of tea. And so there's a lot of interesting things here. Um, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and press this sucker down. I really don't know if I'm cultured enough to use this stuff. Um, but we will go ahead and pour a little bit. Now the descriptor says it's a white tea, so I'm guessing that the fact that it looks still kind of like medium, you know, moderate yellow as opposed to like green tea or a darker, darker brown um, is is a good sign. And so, uh, yeah, but we'll be checking this out a little bit. I'm a bit of a wimp when it comes to hot hot beverages, so I don't wanna, don't feel like burning my mouth today. So we'll let this cool for just a little bit, and then uh, we'll test it. We'll do taste testing. Alright, so we're gonna go ahead and try this, drinking this out of a mug from Africa. never been to Africa, but this mug has Africa on it. I got it from a missionary, and so I don't know if it's actually been to Africa or not. I'm hoping it has, but um, we'll go ahead and try it. This is significantly better than the first time that I made it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, it's still a little hot, so it's kind of hard to taste it. I have a clear palate because I haven't eaten anything today. So, um, uh, again, I'm not a tea expert. I don't know how to really review tea. I can just tell you if I drink this, if I like it or not. Um, And so, um, I mean, it again, it's hard for me to tell the difference between, you know, super fancy tea and and things like that. But uh, this is a nice tea. Um, it's. I. I would definitely, you know, suggest having somebody, you know, who knows exactly what they're doing with these kinds of teas and how to like steep them properly, and all of these different kinds of things. Um, I think that. You know, it, I think that would be really a good idea. Of course, if you have knowledge about the subject, it's going to go better for you. But for even somebody who's a layperson like myself, you know, this is this is cool. This is neat. I get to feel a little bit fancy. I get to try to make these fancy teas and, you know, experience something new and something different. That's really something that I like, just experiencing new stuff. And so, um, the tea tastes good. It tastes like good tea. I would have this on a normal day. And it's, I'm glad I have some now because I can have tea on a normal day. And so... Um, but it's it's really good. The only thing that I would really recommend, like just as a critique, was is probably that um, perhaps perhaps tea runners could add in their boxes sort of a resource for people who like myself who have no idea what they're doing with when it comes to tea, and so that they can at least have an idea. Like here's how to do it right. If you don't know how to steep properly, do this. If you need a you know you can get a French press, you can get a steep, you can get a tea bag, you know things like that. So that they understand, you know, exactly how to approach it. So that it's accessible to everybody, not just the people who, you know, maybe know exactly what they're doing the whole time. Um, but, yeah, let's try this taste again. It's good. I mean, like, I can't, I can't critique it much more than that, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, it's good tea. And so if you're into tea, if this is something that, that you're even familiar with a tiny bit, you're really going to enjoy this. Um, but if you are a novice like myself, if you lack the knowledge of how to properly craft tea, um, definitely do some research beforehand. Uh, maybe they'll start adding some resources for you, uh, but know what you're doing, but definitely, uh, definitely really cool box, a uh, really cool store and really cool platform behind it. So this has been a package review. Cheers. Thank you for joining us today on Packaged, hosted by yours truly, Ryan Hughes, and produced by Eric Lambiassi. It's our mission to help you see the genuine people behind these businesses and to put a little more meaning behind what some people might just call a monthly payment. Remember, everyone has a story. We just shared theirs. Now, go out and share yours. We are subscribed. We are Packaged.